Hello, fellow law students. It's Erin from Legally NYC. Struggling with the ups and downs of law school? I've got just the thing for you. Themis Bar Review's Law School Essentials Program. This free, comprehensive resource is designed to guide you through every phase of law school. From gearing up for classes to tackling midterms and nailing those finals, Themis has you covered. Yes, two L's and three L's, this applies to you too. You'll get access to attorney-crafted comprehensive outlines, in-depth practice questions, and engaging video lectures from top law professors. These tools are tailored to build your skills for law school success and the bar exam. Visit bit.ly slash legallyNYCthemis and take advantage of this amazing and completely free student supplement. Trust me, it's a game changer. Ready to buy your bar prep course? Legally NYC listeners use code LegallyThemis900 at themisbar.com for an exclusive $900 discount on the July 2024 Themis Bar Review course. This limited time offer expires on February 1st, 2024 and includes free access to UWorld's MBE QBank. Also, don't miss checking out Themis's impressive pass rates on their website. With Themis, you gain comprehensive support throughout law school to confidently ace your bar exam. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Legally NYC Podcast. This is your host, Erin, still coming at you live from Rome, Italy. It is currently 1.01 a.m. on Friday morning, but that means back in the United States, it is 1 minus 6 hours, 12 minus 5 hours, 7.01 p.m. Um, I was going to go to sleep. But my new, my potential new roommates in New York were viewing an apartment at 6 p.m., which is 12 a.m. my time. So I was waiting to hear back from them before I go to sleep to see if we think we're going to apply to that place. Um, I don't know how they could possibly still be touring it, but maybe they toured it and then they had to like commute back home. I don't know. Or maybe it was like, maybe it wasn't until 6.30, 7 who knows not my business I mean it is my business but it's not really urgent but I was just like you know since I was waiting around to hear them talk anyway I thought maybe I'd record tonight otherwise I was going to record first thing in the morning put this out before it was morning in the U.S. but here we are so um what the frick was I even just talking about ah apartment hunting okay Might as well start with some updates. Let's get into the episode and I'll give you guys some updates about what's been going on in my life in Rome as the semester's winding down and I'm beginning to study. Let's talk final season. Okay, so we're going to talk like usual final season. Like, how are we staying calm during this? A lot of people like this past week was their first week of finals. For me, my first final is not until next week. 
Um, and then my other finals are the week after, but a lot of people have done their first week. So we'll talk about like in the middle of finals, you know, we're still like freaking out. We're like, we're almost at the end. How are we going to keep ourselves driven and motivated to get to the end, you know, come out on top or in the middle. It's okay to come out in the middle, C's get degrees, as they say. I heard someone say that today. It was on a podcast. I feel like it was, oh yeah, I feel like it was miscongeniality. And I was like, yes, that is my favorite my favorite phrase. When I had Avery Bishop on this podcast, she said C's get degrees. And I was like, damn straight. You are damn right. They do. That is damn straight. Um, anyway, so, but we're going to talk about how to like chug our way through the end of finals. And then we don't have to think about school again until January, which is lovely. For me, my last final is not until the 20th, so I don't get much of a break because then I'm taking a winter class that starts on the 2nd of January. So I get maybe two weeks, but at least the winter class for me, I was able to get into a remote session so I can still stay in New Hampshire and I don't like need to be going to school um, to do this. But yeah, so before we get into like final stuff, though, let's just talk updates. What have I been up to? What have I been doing? So as you all know, if you listened last week, I was going to Palermo this past weekend. Palermo was lovely. I had a little train debacle. I don't want to talk about it. I'm not ready to talk about it. It was tragic. It was a lot. It was, I was crying on the train. It led me to be in tears on the train. We don't need that. Who wants to be crying when they're on a train? Not me. I don't want to be crying on a train. Lorelai, do you want to be crying on a train? She's sleeping, but she would have said no if she was awake and if she could speak English, but she's not um, awake or able to speak English. But I, I know in my heart that she would have said that she also does not want to be crying on a train. Um, so for her, as her mother, I'm answering her, her mother by adoption. Obviously, I didn't birth her. She is a fluffy little puppy. Um, I know that she would have said no, she doesn't want to be crying on a train. And I know all of you would also say, no, I don't want to be crying on a train unless you're trying to do like some type of like sad movie scene, like leaving your lover being like, oh, this is the love of my life. I'm leaving them. This is so tragic, so dramatic. But no, that is not what this was. It was not fun. It was not cute. And I had to pay a lot of money that I should not have to pay based on the policy that was online um, for bringing Lorelai as my psychiatric service animal. We're not going to get into all the details, but essentially... Basics is just that their policy said that on like this ticket that I had on the train was okay with a psychiatric service animal. I didn't have to like book extra space for her or it said for an assistance animal. And then their website defined assistance animal as including psychiatric service animals. So because I know in Italy, um, psychiatric service animals are not necessarily included in like the usual like protections because only guide dogs are, but you know, like businesses get to have their policies and stuff and like different things have different policies um Lorelai are you snoring are you okay sorry she was making weird noises but um essentially like the policy said like I didn't need to book extra space for her this and that and then oh, and then she's like you can't have her on here I was like the literally I I'm showing you your own policy and she was like no like you have to pay for all of these seats I was like what um so mm, I filed a complaint to ask for my money back like I needed to stay on the train so I was like okay I'm gonna pay and I filed a complaint to get my money back because I was like here's your policy here is what happened 
so if your policy's wrong, you need to update that. But like that was misinformation on your part. So you still owe me the money um, because you, that was wrong information that you put out there about your own policy. So I, you know, I put all the supporting documents and stuff. It says they're allowed to take up to 30 days to respond usual. And then it said 90 days sometimes for certain specific things. And that confused me a lot of it. So if they don't respond in 30 days, I'll have to look into what the 90s day thing was. But that might be that if they don't respond in 30 days, I get to do like the official appeal thingy. And then that can go up to 90 days. I don't freaking know, but they owe me a lot of money. That's all I have to say. Um, because that's absolutely not what their policy said. Oh. Besides that, Palermo was absolutely lovely. I had arancini. I had these little sesame bun sandwiches that are like big down there. Um, I had croquet, which was like little potato puffs. Why the frick is my skin suddenly so dry? I need some hand lotion, but it's so far away. I'll get it after. I'm getting distracted if you didn't notice. Anyway, so um, I had the little croquets. I had the panelle, I think it was, is the chickpea fritters, which you can have on a sandwich. And I had it on like a little bun and it was so good. And then the next I wanted another one. So I went back to the arancini place and they had the panelle a croquet panino. So panelle and croquet on a sandwich. So I got that. That was delicious. That was on a bun again. The yummy buns. It was a bigger one. The smaller buns I had the first day when I got an aperitivo, which let me tell you. So my first day there, you know, out and about during the day. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to go walk around, get myself a little aperitivo. And then I had a dinner reservation that I made for myself that I was going to. And I'm like, okay, since I'm going to dinner to get this pasta that I want to try for aperitivo, I'm going to pick one of the places that just has like some chips that I can snack on or something. Like I don't need to get like fancy aperitivo. Like let me just get a drink, like a little spritz, a little Aperol spritz and some chips. So then I sit down at this place because I walked around and I saw that they had Aperol spritz and chips. Actually, sorry, limoncello spritz. I wanted to try the limoncello spritz because... Um, that's my terrible Italian accent and that is why the Italians don't understand when I speak Italian because I say it in an English accent. Uh, anyway, so I picked this place because they had limoncello spritz and they had just like chips, which they call crisps there because they know, they learn British English and they call chips crisps in, um, the UK because chips are French fries, fish and chips. It's French fries and fish, fish and French fries. Anyway, um, so I picked this place because of that. Then I sit down and I'm ordering and I order the fancy aperitivo. Like I ordered the $12 one instead of just a $6 drink. I ordered the $12 one and it came with a lot of food. So it ended up being worth it. But I had to cancel my dinner reservation because I was like, I can't fit food in my belly. Like more food in my belly, except for a little bit more. So I got gelato. And then that was the perfect, perfect amount. I was like, there's no room for anything else now in my belly. Um, so I got... Sorry, I was just seeing if this girl messaged me, but it was just an email. Um, anyway, so so that's where I had the little sandwich bun things, and on that I also had a mortadella and pesto sandwich, and that was delicious. It was a pistachio pesto, I think. Pistachio seemed like it was really big down there. I had a croquet that had some type of cheese. It seemed like some type of ricotta, ricotta and pistachio was on top of it and there was pistachio inside I think and there was like ham 
and fries. Oh, it was the little arancini. No, that was the other one. There was a couple fried things on my plate. There was a couple of them. And then there was like a pizza though that had onions. I didn't eat that. And they, but they had a bruschetta that was bruschette. Bruschetta is one, sorry. Bruschette would be plural. They had, there was a bruschetta on my plate that was like eggplant and stuff. Like it wasn't just like tomatoes. It had eggplant. And I was like, ah, it was like, I don't know if it was just Palermo or if it's Sicilian that they do that, but it was yummy. I was afraid of all the foods at first. It was funny. I texted my family. I was like, I sat here so I could just get chips with my drink. And then I ordered this fancy aperitivo and I don't know what any of it is. And I'm afraid to look it up because I'm afraid that I won't like any of it. So my sister looked it up and she said, why wouldn't you just look it up? It's like, because then I won't eat it. She was like, but you're, I wasn't going to eat it when I didn't know what it was. So it was freaking me out. I was like, I'm going to try to eat it. So she was like, uh, so she looked up and then she told me and she said, if it was bad, I wasn't going to tell you, but it's not weird. So she told me, I was like, ah, she was like, you like all those foods and you should know what that is. So I was like, okay, cool. Thanks. And it was delicious. It was also good. The only thing I didn't eat was the pizza because it had onions on it. And if you know me, you know that I don't do onions. Ugh. The only form that onions are okay in is like the onion rings where it's like chopped up onions, not like a big onions, like Burger King style onion rings, little chopped up ones. I can get down with those sometimes. Or mm, onions that are essentially no longer onions because they've been cooking in soup for so long that they just are smush and they don't exist anymore. And the flavor is just within the soup and the onion itself is not an onion, but it's just a vessel for the soup because it's not crispy. Sorry, the thought of a crispy onion literally just made me gag. It's not slimy. It's just mush. Sorry, I I have a real problem with onions. I don't know what it is. You'd think somebody like shoved an onion down my throat or something at some point, the way that I react to them, but it's not good. Like I'll literally gag on my food if I end up with an onion. I have like vivid memories of in elementary school eating like the spaghetti at school because I get down with like a public school lunch, like pasta where it's all mixed together. And then I would get hit with an onion. I would literally like like gag and then have to like stop eating it like I I don't I can't explain when I have I don't have a lot of texture issues with like food like some people with ADHD or other neurodivergence um why did I say that so slow like that have a lot of texture problems I don't accept onions they give me the like whether it's crispy onion or slimy onion I don't want to know the onion is there um and I like I'll I'll spit out what I had and I won't be able to finish whatever I was eating even if I'm like there's no more onions in there like I just can't I can't do it it's horrifying um but thankfully I just I could smell the onions on that thing and I was like there's no way that thing is going anywhere near my mouth so um freaky shits what was I saying Oh, Palermo. So Palermo was lovely. They had a lot of sailboats. I was like, this is cute because it's like by the water. So I went over by the beach and there were cats. There were cats living over there and it was adorable. There was cats living over by the water. Like somebody built them like a cute little hut and I was like, oh, they're living here. But I broke out Lorelai's food over there because I was trying to get her to eat. And as soon as I opened the container, some of the cats came running and I was like, oh no. So we closed that and then we had to walk away because one of the cats was following us. Um, but they were adorable. If Lorelai wasn't with me, I probably would have pet them, but in case they had like fleas or something or like any other type of street animal disease, I didn't want to expose her to that, of course, because she is my sweet angel baby.
Okay, so um, let's get into the main, what's the word I'm looking for? The main portion of the episode. So um, in all honesty, I started to record this a week ago to go out last Friday, but I was recording in my bed because it was late at night because I procrastinated, of course, and like finals have me stressed and all that, you know. Um, And then my mic like wasn't working on my bed because I, so the mic that I have is like a, it's the old version of the USB, not the USB-C. I don't know what it's called. But um, then I, when I got my new back, Mac, I had to get a converter. And I need to get like a better like cord converter because this one is just so finicky. It doesn't like fit great in my computer. So if it like moves a little bit, the mic disconnects or whatever I have connected. And I was just so sleepy. I didn't want to get out of bed. So um, new episode is coming out a week later. So the first part that you just listened to, I recorded a week ago. And that was like my little Palermo recap. And we were going to do like a finals, like survival guide type thing. But at this point, most of you are done with finals. I'm still in finals because I'm in Rome and it's a bit more delayed here um, for my study abroad. So instead, I think we're just going to like chat the rest of the episode about like studying for finals in general, but not like specifically geared at what you should do now. I'm going to talk about like my experience more from the like ADHD perspective, because let me tell you, my brain has been struggling here to study. So um, essentially my brain, I had, my brain was very good at high school, middle school, elementary school, college, great at it. I was top of my class always, high GPA. First year of undergrad was a bit eh, like getting used to it, but um but that was just like one or two classes like I didn't love my grades. I was still like a pretty like straight A student. Then as we've talked about in law school, um if you've listened before, if you haven't listened before, I've said how like the way law school is set up like doesn't work well with my brain. In addition to the fact that like once I treated my anxiety that was driving me to go even though I had ADHD so like I get distracted my anxiety was driving me to stay on task because I was like oh, I have to do this I have to do this like I have to stay on task I have to get good grades this that but then we treated my anxiety and that's much lower now though it does of course spike during finals it's you know it's stressful um so of course that makes anxiety worse but um I don't have the anxiety like driving me throughout the rest of the semester to like stay on top of things so when finals comes around I'm generally like oh fuck we have to learn the whole class because if you don't know if you're not in law school yet if you're listening because you're um listening for some other reason like because I talk about mental health or you're just you think I'm entertaining that would be an honor if you just listen because you think I'm entertaining or if you're thinking about going to law school um law school classes mainly are based on one final exam and that's your whole grade for the class there might be like a participation portion there occasionally might be like some type of presentation or something but like in general like your grade is based on um your final exam and that's like your whole grade and if there's other things involved like they'll let you know but I would say it wouldn't add up to more than 10 to 15 percent of your grade in general like your grade is based on your entire entire final exam and that's for like the basic like classes like all the core classes you'll take as a 1L any of the core classes in the upper levels and such I'm so cold I need to put my sweatshirt on good thing I brought it in here so I don't have to get up otherwise I'd probably get distracted um But as I was saying, so it's all based on one 
final exam grade, which is so incredibly stressful. In undergrad, like you're, at least for the classes that I took, I was a sociology major and philosophy minor. Our grades were based on several exams. So we didn't have to, so there were like checkpoints throughout the semester, making sure you're learning the material, making sure you're keeping up with what's going on and such. Um, in class, make sure you're understanding partway through. And that gives you time to be like, okay, I didn't understand that. Let me understand it better so I can do better on the final and like make up for this. Um, but so in law, or if you have like papers and stuff to an undergrad, or you might have projects, presentations, just there's generally more things that go into your grade than the one final exam that your whole grade is based on in law school. Now there are some classes you can take in law school that are based on different things, like the more like interactive experiential um, geared classes. So I prefer to take those sometimes, or like if you do a clinic or something, like your grade's a bit different. I didn't take a final exam in there. It was based off the work we did in the course seminar and in the clinic itself for like our clients. Um, but just like basic class, like um, trust and estates, family law, criminal law, criminal procedure. Um, administrative law it's all one grade um, and then little bit of participation um, so as I saying sometimes you don't even get the participation boost and they're just cold calling you for fun um, where was I going with that oh so I had to so I've always had trouble with that in law school because I'm not good at um, not self-motivating but like I don't know the organization of getting yourself to like do things over time rather than being like okay I have to study it all now because it's like now I feel the urgency whereas if you have anxiety which like I was a very anxious child the anxiety is what was driving me to be like okay we need to study like that was giving me the artificial sense of urgency the anxiety was I was like oh, okay like because anxiety is like driving and a lot of most people with ADHD I would say most not all I would say all but um I'm sure there's a few that aren't most people with ADHD do also struggle with anxiety and or depression and anxiety a lot of times will cause you not cause it it is a coping mechanism in a way for you to be like okay this is how we're coping with my brain like not being able to keep track of things on its own like without having like the motivation like it gives you the artificial motivation um or it goes the depression route where you're like I can't do anything I can't keep track of anything I'm like failing everything I keep like forgetting to bring this to school I keep forgetting this I keep forgetting that so then you feel like a failure and then you become depressed so a lot of times with ADHD it seems to go one way or the other either you could also be anxious and depressed um because you could be like I'm anxious I can't do anything but also depressed because you're like oh my god I can't do anything but so uh, off more often than not I would say um you'll see anxiety and or depression paired with ADHD and it could be like you just were predisposed to depression um or anxiety just because of like genetics like your family or it could be caused by untreated um ADHD that's like affecting your life and so it's like stressing you out for me I think it's a bit of both I come from a pretty um long line of people with different mental illnesses not like severe ones like we're not talking like schizophrenia bipolar and stuff but like mm, I feel like everyone's in my in my family like going through the generations even I've been like anxious or depressed in some way or another some form of anxiety 
Um, so like even looking back at like my grandfather, we're like, oh yeah, like he might've had a bit, he might be where the ADHD stems from. And like, he has like a lot of tendencies that are very, we're like, that's very OCD. But a lot of times like untreated ADHD or just ADHD in general can kind of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Not appear, I, we could use appear, it's not the word I wanted to use, present. Present as OCD because it's still that like repetitiveness. Um, because like with ADHD, if it's not, if it's not like treated with like coping mechanisms that you've worked with your therapist or with medication, or even if it is, like you do a lot of things to like stimulate your brain. So the same way, so similar to like how people with autism like stim like they'll like the common ones that you see with children with autism or adults with autism is like the like kind of hand flapping thing or you know they do like a lot of repetitive things my brother I learned shout out Tristan love you he's got downs but he's also got a touch of the tism um and he like he's always done like stuff he's got like drumsticks he likes to play with them so it's like the self-stimulation where's that going oh but so with adhd um you also will stimulate your brain in other ways but with adhd you don't have the autistic aspect of not understanding the social like social cues and social norms and not understanding so you so like stims like the way that people with ADHD stimulate your brain stimulate their brain often appears more like in ways that you might not notice because they're doing things that are like socially acceptable to do like maybe like I would always like kind of like pick at my hair um now I always like play with my jewelry like I like to wear rings because I'll play with it I actually have a fidget ring but I think I need to like oil it or something it's starting to be like a little noisy for me spinning it so much um I'll see see what I can put on that try to fix it maybe it needs like some WD-40 I don't know but um shit where was I going with this oh I've got to backtrack but oh so oh I was talking about how it can be like comorbid because the anxiety used to drive me that's how we got here yes so a lot of people have that have ADHD also have anxiety and or depression of some sort it could be like any form of anxiety um like I'm diagnosed generalized anxiety disorder with OCD with like rule out OCD or something so I have like OCD symptoms but my therapist wasn't sure it was enough to be like considered actual like clinical OCD but like my ADHD my my anxiety presents in like some OCD ways when my ADHD is treated and I'm feeling more on top of the world I'm definitely less anxious and notice less of my like OCD type tendencies Um, I can tell when I'm like, when there's like something stressful, like finals that I, that I'm becoming more anxious and like, I'm seeing the OCD things pop out more and I'm like, "Mm." but you know, like it's finals, it's a couple weeks and then like I get to relax and that'll be so nice. But, um, anyway, so as I was saying, so anxiety used to drive me and then we treated my anxiety. So then my ADHD popped out more. So not only was my ADHD popping out more right as I started law school, because I like, we excuse me, I got like an, I got on an SSRI for my anxiety, um, maybe half a year before starting law school. Let me think. I started it. It was right around my birthday. I was just like, I was so terribly anxious. It was so bad. Um, so yeah, about six months before, because my birthday's March, I started law school at the end of August, but I think we got me on like a med that seemed like the right dose for me, like well settled in like May or June. Um, 
So I've been on one for like three months, but we saw like it still seemed to work more and more as like time went on. Um, shit, what was I saying? Oh, but so my anxiety was like da- going down, 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 down slope, not down slope, not downhill. That makes it sound bad. Like it was on a downward, downward trend. My anxiety was on a downward trend, but it was causing my ADHD to be on an upward trend because I was like, I'm not anxious anymore. I don't feel like I need to like do these things. Like if they're boring to me, like I don't want to do them because if you have ADHD, you are dopamine searching. So you like to do things that are fun for you because you're lacking in dopamines. Your brain is looking for the dopamine. You're low in dopamine and norepinephrine. If you have ADHD, um, maybe you, maybe it can be one or the other, but those are the two chemicals that are involved in like, if you have ADHD, those are the two hormones. I said chemicals, hormones, chemicals in your brain. And they have to do with you, like not forming synopsis, I think, but like the way that things like, uh, you guys can't see my hands. I'm like (laughs) doing hand motions, the way that like messages are passed in your brain in like an organized way. Like you can easily be like, okay, I have to do this. So then this has to happen. And your brain is properly sending the messaging to get you to start doing that, to like have the executive function capacity to start doing it. And if you have ADHD, you're lacking in those things. So it's harder to start things that aren't fun because your brain wants to get more dopamine since it's lacking it. So it's searching for things that give you dopamine and you get dopamine from doing things that you find to be fun and interesting. So um, first year of law school, I can't say it's very fun. It's very stressful. It's a bit interesting, but it's like so there's so much that you're learning that it's like overwhelming and like overwhelmed with ADHD often turns into like brain shutdown because you're like, I don't know how to organize all of this in my head. Like, I don't even know where to start. Um, but Needless to say, I've gotten much better at that, like as I've worked with like my psychiatrist and my therapist, because like your psychiatrist is just like the one that prescribes you meds. But like my psychiatrist is also always like giving me tips if I'm like, if she's like, how is your sleep? She's not like, okay, let's just adjust your meds. She'll be like, why don't you try doing like this before bed to help you wind down? Or if I'm like, yeah, like uh, this makes me anxious. She'll be like, why don't you try doing this thing? Or like, here's something that you could talk to your therapist about like trying out because since I meet with my psychiatrist, usually every, if we adjust my meds, then we'll meet the next month. But if we don't adjust them every two to, then I meet with her every two to three months just to like check in, do a refill. And obviously if I'm like, I need to change my meds, I can make an appointment sooner. But that's like, if I'm in like a good place, I'm like, we don't need to change anything. Like this is good, this is steady. We can just meet every few months. But even so, she's like, I love her. She's great. Um, She was the first psychiatrist I met with. She's actually a psychiatric nurse practitioner. And I have, I actually heard, I think it was from my, oh, my, my first therapist that I liked that I had during COVID, not the first, first one. I didn't vibe with her well. I'd also spoken with one on um, like one of those virtual doc places once where they, I just like made an appointment with whoever had one available and like I didn't vibe with her. I also think I wasn't ready to start therapy yet. I wasn't like at that point where I was like, yeah, I should. I was just like, yeah, I just want to try it out. But I was just like, not my vibe. And then my first one was really good. I vibed with her for like a year and a half, almost two years. And like we were doing great. But then she was going out of network. And I was like, I feel like I've also outgrown her. Like I'm not getting things from her that I need anymore like I needed to move on to someone else that could like give me new perspectives because she knew like we had been together for so long then I feel like she almost saw me as like a 
pretty like I hardly needed her but like in like I needed her to be like prodding at me more to like ask me questions about okay but like why and like she wasn't doing that as much anymore I was just like talking about whatever was like kind of stressing me out and she wasn't doing the like prodding that I needed because I like to avoid talking about things that stress me out if it's not poked out of me but so shit I keep getting so sidetracked that's how you guys know my ADHD is raging right now I even took my Vyvanse today because I need to study um but yeah my oh it sucks that like ADHD and anxiety get worse during finals because like that's when I'd like them to be at a low point I think I need to start doing yoga before bed again because I'm very stressed maybe I'll do yoga after I'm done recording this um Anyway, so working with my therapist and my lovely psychiatrist, we got like me some good meds. We got me some good coping mechanisms and this and that. And even like therapy itself is a good coping mechanism for me to just like talk things out with somebody that like knows about, um, knows from like a clinical, like scientific kind of standpoint of like, and like person standpoint of like what, what I'm experiencing from like their schooling and from like other clients that they compare me to like dealing with particular things being like oh this worked for this client I have blah da 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 so um we got to a good point and I got like I'm still such a procrastinator during the semester when it comes to like studying for finals but I got better at it and I trained my brain to be able to take that type of final where it was like I work on building a great outline and in building that outline that is my studying because though your grade your grade is based on only one exam that's the one thing the second thing though almost always the exams are open book so you get to have an outline and that could be an outline you make from scratch for yourself it could be an outline that you've made from like a base outline that you got from someone else it could be just an old outline and then you also have your notes from class it's whatever you choose you open book you get to use whatever you want you just can't access the internet so just download things to your computer but so I got used to taking that type of exam where I didn't have to be memorizing things anymore. I was memorizing things by studying because like things were just going in my head, but I didn't need to know the details. I just needed to know like when I see a particular type of issue, what the name is that should be flagged in my head of like what that issue is called. So then I can command F it, search it in my notes or my outline very quickly and be like, okay, here it is. So I didn't need to be like working on being like, okay, I need to memorize all of the details of everything because I could pull it up during the exam. I just needed to know like the keywords that would be, that would make me like flag it. And the keywords I would memorize just by making the outline because it would, like they'd repeat over and over again. Um, and because you would do practice tests, that's the other big thing. So to study for law school exams, you make an outline and you do practice tests. And that's either like fake exams that they give you or old exams. Um, if it's a professor that's been there a while, it's usually old exams. If it's a new professor, they might give you like one or two practice questions that they come up with. Um, but so that is how you would study. And here, <laughs> first thing, it's not open book exams, except one of them. My exam on Monday is open book and I'm so thankful for that. So I'm working on the outline for that today. Um, I'm still a bit stressed about that one, but less because it's also an afternoon class. So I've been able to absorb the material a bit better. Um, I already took my canon law exam. That was horrifying. Um, I say horrifying, not because it was a hard exam, but because it was an oral exam. <laughs> so for in Europe, um, at least in Italy, it is usually your exams are oral exams. And what that means is that 
The professor literally asks you questions and you have to answer it right there to his face and then you get the grade right away. Um, so I love that I got my grade right away and I actually got a perfect score on it. But the buildup of that, knowing that I had to answer questions on the spot, and I, I don't think I deserve the perfect score. And like, that's not me having imposter syndrome. I don't know if like, what like the expectations were lower than I thought of like how much he wanted me to know but I didn't think like I guess I did say like all of the important information about the two topics that I discussed the one he asked me about and the one I got to pick but like I don't know I was not expecting a perfect score I was just hoping for a passing score so I'm very happy that one's done and that like relieved a little bit of stress but that was just I had one exam last week and then I was planning to start working on my paper that night that was Wednesday but I was way too stressed to do it um, like I was like, even though the exam was over, like the stress was still like diffusing from me. So I was just like watching TikToks, watching like I watched a movie, I think, or Netflix. I was just like, I like I can't. <laughs> um, and then yesterday, even I was like, OK, I'm going to study all day today. But I just I didn't take my meds yesterday because I wanted to give my brain a little bit of a break because I don't love the side effects of the Vyvanse. It makes it hard for me to sleep a lot of the time. Um, I can't fall asleep at night. Like I just don't get tired because it stays in your system so long. Um, but I think because I like it hadn't been too bad, I think because I've been taking it for days in a row. So, like I was kind of used to it, but um, I wanted to be able to sleep in today. And I did sleep until 9.50, but I didn't go to sleep until two. <laughs> Cause for some, because I woke up, I didn't even get up that kind that late yesterday. I don't know. My brain is like so scrambled. I'm sure you can hear it from the way I'm talking, but other than my exam on Monday, that is open book, um, the exams are closed books. You have to memorize everything. And that has been so stressful when I have gone through training my brain to not have to memorize and to instead take exams that have to do with application of rules and knowing how to correctly apply and analyze and like pinpoint cases and stuff. So it's just a type of exam I'm not used to anymore. It's what I was taking in undergrad. It's the exams I would take in high school. And I've just like, it's been so long since I've taken that type of exam. I've done, I did, I got perfect scores on my past two, but I, those were, those were exams that I found more interesting, the topics. The comparative competition one is interesting too. European Union law, I just, the professor, uh, he's, I just, the morning class, ugh, it's an 8.30 class. I'm late like every day. And I simply just like cannot focus in the morning. Like my brain's not awake yet. Like I, I'm not a morning person. As much as I try, I can't be. I would like to get up early. I would like to be that type of person, but I'm not. Like my internal clock is so delayed. Like I think it would take me like months <laughs> to adjust to being like, a morning person even then like I'm not good at going to bed when I say I'm going to so I'd have to start getting ready for bed at seven to actually be in bed at like 10 and that just feels way too early but like maybe that's what I'll have to do when I start a full-time job but next semester thankfully I'm taking like classes late in the day they're all in the afternoon um but anyway so my brain had gotten used to taking this other type of exam I'd gotten used to studying for this other type of exam so having to like revert to what I used to do in college when I've spent the past two years learning to study a different type of way has been like tough I've had to remember what I used to do then so um for my canon law exam I did flashcards and like it took me so long to make flashcards I was only able to actually review them the day of the exam but it was still helpful because in making the flashcards I did it on Quizlet I wish Quizlet would sponsor me. It is my favorite thing in the world. Um, I've been using Quizlet since like middle school and I stand by it um, because I like to be able to 
have my flashcards like on all of my devices and not have to be like carrying a stack of flashcards with me because that would have this would have been thick it was 70 and like there was a lot but anyway I like doing the flashcards even though I didn't get to review them a lot that's how it always was when I did flashcards in college too like in undergrad but I like it because it forces me to condense the information into on Quizlet the like word maximum or on paper like just whatever you can fit on the card um so it's forcing you to like really think about and narrow down what it's about when you can um and so then it's less information that you're having to memorize and also in condensing it and memorize and in condensing it you're like reviewing the information so it's getting in your head which is the same thing with outlining how like making the outline is you're studying because that's you reviewing the material to put all of your notes and like this old outline and like powerpoints and stuff all into one place so that's what I'm doing today for my comparative competition law exam I'm not too concerned about that one because it is open book so as long as I make a good outline that should be easy for me to do and I think my professor in one of the powerpoints even gave us like a process of how to analyze like the types of cases we'll have on the final she was like these are the steps you do when you're like looking at a case um with this type of issue so I'm not too worried about that one but I'm just stressed because I also have to write a paper for Monday but my exam on Wednesday which like it, that one I have to like memorize everything for and that is a heavy class it is a lot of material and I simply it's it's my 8 30 a.m so I haven't like absorbed anything from class I'm going to have to like study just from all the powerpoints and I'm going to have to memorize as much as I can and hope it gets me a passing grade that class I'm literally just hoping for a passing grade so I think that's like a a 25 or something because they're on a 30 point scale here which is also confusing I haven't been able to find anything consistent about what the um grade equivalent is in the U.S. I found like on the link that this school had put on something it said that like a 26 is a C but everything else I found says like it's like a 20 like a 20 to like a 23 is a C because 18 is the lowest passing score so in the U.S. that would be a D we don't do E's. And on this thing that I saw, it said something was an E. And I was like, we literally don't have E's, so this can't be right. That was on the one that this school had linked to like the great equivalencies in the other countries. I was like, we don't have E's. So, um, so a D would be an 18. That's like the lowest score you can get to pass. Um, and then, so after D, so then there's like D plus, that would be like 1920 maybe. 21 so then like c minus or probably be like 22 so like it should be somewhere in the 22 to 25 range is a c um but it just stresses me out because i don't know how this guy grades i'm going to look at his old uh questions that he's done on exams they're in italian so we have to translate it they don't put out like old exams to practice um but there's a website that one of my italian friends taught me about sent me the link for where you can see you can look up questions that professors have given on past exams that students have put on been like this is the the questions that I had to answer so um I mean I do that but I'm very stressed about that exam because I have to memorize so much and it didn't have like the checkpoints during the semester to make sure I was memorizing as we went as you get in high school and undergrad so I'm having to learn all of it now because it was a morning class I was late every day and I just like couldn't focus in that class because it was so early so unlike my Roman law class, we had like a midterm exam. So I had to memorize, but it was just like half the material. It was just the one tiny book that my professor wrote. And now for her class, I'm actually writing a paper because I'm not able to make it to the actual final. So I'm writing a paper for that. Anyway, I'm very stressed if you were wondering. Um, but 
Needless to say, today's Friday and I'll be done with all of my exams by Wednesday, which is scary because I have a lot to do. But then I'll have Wednesday afternoon and night and Thursday and Friday to relax and explore Rome a bit more before I fly back to the US on Saturday the 23rd. Um, so I am excited to have the couple days after finals, but like I am just a ball of anxiety <laughs> for the next week. Like I feel the anxiety in me. I'm also really cold right now and that's not helping even though I put a jacket on. I had a dream I bought a new blanket and I wish I had. Maybe I'll break out one of the comforters. There's no blankets here, like cozy blankets in the apartment. I'd bought one and I left it on train with my face mask that I'd gotten for free from Delta, like sleeping, like eye, sleeping eye mask. Eye sleeping, sleeping eye, sleeping eye, the eye cover, like eye mask to sleep. Um, but so yeah, um, so that's where my brain's at. So if you're stressed about finals, um, or if you were stressed about finals, you're stressed about like waiting for your grades, you're not alone. <laughs> I'm very stressed. Um, and like, yeah, it can be tough if you're used to taking one type of exam and now you have to take a different type of exam, especially if you have something like ADHD where your brain has trouble focusing on things that feel overwhelming because it's a lot of steps. So I'm going to break things down into small tiny steps. I'm going to like check off as I review every single PowerPoint and be like, okay, I get that, I get that, I get that. Because checking things off does give me dopamine and I do love that. But um, yeah, so <laughs> that's my finals update for you. In case any of you are still taking finals, I'll give you a couple tips. One, breathe. <laughs> Two, drink water. Three, sleep. Four, Breathe again. Five, do some yoga. Six, make sure you still give yourself time for a little bit of fun. So I'm very stressed, but what I have been doing to de-stress is that I've been watching Gilmore Girls. So while I was setting up my outline yesterday, I wasn't filling it in yet, I was watching Gilmore Girls because that is my, my comfort show. So if you're doing something where you're able to study while you're like watching something or like listening to a podcast or something, like. Listen to something that makes you happy or like happy Christmas music or if you, not Christmas, if you don't like Christmas music or you don't celebrate Christmas, I feel like you can still like Christmas music even if you don't celebrate Christmas, it's for the vibes. And some Christmas songs though they're called, it's categorized as Christmas music, some of them are just like wintry songs, like they're about winter and being cozy. But um, anyway, if Christmas music is not your jam, listen to what makes you happy. Taylor Swift. I've been listening to a lot of Taylor Swift, a lot of Christmas music, watching a lot of Gilmore Girls, and listening to Eli Rallo, one of my favorite um, content creators, now author, um, and she has a podcast, which I love. She just came out with her new book, so I've been listening to the audiobook. I got like Audible for like the first month, it was like five bucks, so like I did that so I could listen to her audiobook and then I get rid of Audible. Um, I'd like to buy the physical book when I'm back in the US, I think, but for now, I wanted to listen to it and that's been nice. But um, yes, for finals, just remember to breathe. And yeah, I think that's all I have for you today because now I need to go study so I don't freak out. Okay, I love you all. I hope you are all actually done with finals and you are having a wonderful time and that you're having, if you're in school, I hope you're having a nice like winter break now, a nice holiday break from school. Um, if you're still working, 
it's almost time for those days off from work for the holidays, for Christmas, for New Year's. You're almost there. Um, but yeah, uh, I love you all and I hope you're having a great day. And if you're doing finals, I hope it goes well for you. I hope you get the grades that you want. I hope that you all have a lovely week and I'll talk to you next week. Okay, bye. Thank you.